What's happening what's going on how you how you feeling how you <laughs> how you doing welcome back read the room podcast this is tim um i've been lazy i've been um <laughs> oh i've been just i've been lazy i ain't got no excuse um i don't have an excuse let me use the proper i do that Sometimes had a couple of drinks, so I'm a little bit. Um, and I said, "Why am I just sitting there? Why don't I just record and talk some shit?" Because it's been quite a while. Let me start off with not a new segment, but just kind of like where I'm at in my um, in in the game here. Because I've had some pretty phenomenal follows recently, and I just want to run through a couple of them. Um, I want to say that um, Bobby Schmurter. Bobby Schmurter was a rapper. He had a song. If you don't listen to rap that much, he had a pretty pretty tight song. It was called, uh, well, it was called Hot, Hot Nigga, right? And, you know, he was 17 when he made that song. Jungle Beats, holla at me. Uh, every rapper now, their producer, as the helicopters fly over, their producer, they have to put their producer name. They do a, their own shout out in the in the the thing, but that's at the be that's the at the beginning of uh, hot niggas, and you'll hear a lot of be muscle on that beat, ho DJ Mustard. That's his drop. At the beginning of a beat. Muscle on that beat, ho. Um, and, of course, Metro Boomin. Every beat he makes. Metro Boomin wants some more, nigga. That's the beginning of any song with <clears throat> any song with um, Metro Boomin. Metro is from Atlanta. And um, I was watching this documentary. Just a little sidebar. Watching this documentary about Atlanta and how... Uh, Hip-hop is in Atlanta. We'll get to that in a second. But Bobby Smurder is a good follow, right? Bobby Smurder, he made that, back to Bobby Smurder, he made the album, made that song, made the album, went to jail so fast after that. 17, 18, I don't know, murder beef. Conspiracy to commit, something like that. Just got out and... It's been a whirlwind of publicity. Quavo picked him up. Quavo is a rapper from the group. Um, that's how they sound. If you you've heard that before, what's the name of the what's the name of the rap group? Quavo, Offset, and they did bad and boot Migos. Migos, like the three amigos, black people are funny to me. Migos, nigga, you just took off two or two letters, 
You just took off one letter, the three amigos. You just took the A off, nigga. Anyway, Quavo picked him up from the airport straight to a diamond store, straight to buy jewelry. And then I think people are waiting on him to put out music right now. So happy for that young brother to get out of jail and, you know, be free. Naomi Osaka, I followed her. She's dating a rapper by the name of YNB. YBN, I'm sorry, YBN uh, Corday. And he can actually rap. I like this kid. He can actually rap. But he, YBN, YBN, if you don't know, it stands for young, young nigga, uh, young boss nigga, YBN. There's another YNB, uh, young nigga never broke. That's the other YNB. So you got to watch out for the YNBs and the YBNs, okay, just to keep you abreast of what's going on in the streets. Um, Naomi Osaka is adorable, which I don't like for a 20-something-year-old. It's like, do you do you fuck? Like, you're dating a rapper. Like, you, you're... Probably a dirt bag, not in a not in a bad way, but just in a you know, are you fucking though? Like, so I expect this to end horribly. I'm just throwing it out there. She's very bossy. It seems I saw an interview with her. I'll put the link to it in the description. She seems a little bit, but she's cutesy wootsy in any other time. But in that in that interview with her boyfriend, I was like. Bruh, you gonna you know you gonna stand up for yourself. Um but I they seem cute for now, I guess. Um Kalik Customs. Now Kalik Customs is a is a funny customer. I met Kalik years ago. He was he was roommates with a friend of mine down he they they lived in DC, like right on the outskirts of DC. On Martin Luther King Boulevard, of all places, right? My buddy DC, his name is DC, funny enough, uh, Don Carroll. He was a young cat. He worked with me at the White House. He worked, um, uh, he was like 23, I think when I was like 30, in my 30s or whatever. He had a motorcycle accident. He hurt his back. And uh, yeah, he got better and he, he um, still going out. Like still going out dancing. Young dude. And then, um, yeah, he bought a house. And Kalik is, Kalik lived in the house. Kalik right now is popping because in D.C. he made this beautiful mural of Amanda Gorman. And got a lot of news publicity. And the brother's talented, man. And it showed he showed his progress from going up and sizing out, you know, the way it's gonna look and the the scale of it. And um yeah, when I heard the story and I was like, Kalik, I know that name. Kalik Customs, that's tight. So I followed him. All right. Next follow is um it's always sunny. I just it's a show. 
that I watched. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I like that show. It's just, it's one of those shows, it's been on for so long. It started on FX, and it's been on for so long, you forget that it's on. I don't know. I think they're in season 13. It's just weird for a show to go on that long. It's like, how do you, what are you writing about now? Like, what's the, nobody's gotten pregnant. One dude got fat, and then he got skinny, and... I think the girl that's on that show is married to one of the dudes. And they got Danny DeVito. It's just a weird, like, it's just a weird show. But it's funny. I mean, it's just, it's funny to, to, to watch these white people have black people problems. It's just weird to watch them go through all this shit. They're still white, trust me. Don't don't worry. Still white. Um, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, I followed him. Mr. Beast has 54 million followers or subscribers on YouTube. So, And I started binging his stuff, man. I like Mr. Beast. He's a young kid. He He's not just doing, like, YouTube videos where he's just popping and, and you know, messing with people. He kind of is. But he's also, some of his videos are, he came up with this brilliant plan to start helping people out. And he'll give like a waitress ten thousand dollars, something crazy like that, and then he'll just get their reaction, and he'll go to IKEA. He went to IKEA and made this gigantic circle and had a family. Just whatever fit in that circle, he bought it for them, and he and his team helped, like helped them get stuff in the in the in the circle because they had somebody a family member with them that was in a wheelchair. It's just real charitable stuff. He started like a food bank. Just a young kid that was like, you know what would be interesting to see on just people's reaction to getting a lot of money? And a lot of tears, man. A lot of people crying. Check him out. Mr. Beast, um, he, at his fourth million subscriber, he gave that person like 40 cars. Just like crazy stuff like that. He gave it to him, but he also said, look, I'm not going to give you 40 cars. I'm going to give you one car, but you have to give away all of these cars, like 39 cars. So that person had to then call people from his school, his family, just give them cars. Hey, which car do you want? Take that one. Take it off the lot. It was like a big thing. And he's in North Carolina, so he's got a lot of room to do shit. Um, they played like a game of hide and seek in a in a abandoned town just crazy stuff like that man um several several uh hide and seek for 50,000 hide and seek for 60,000 um I like his stuff man I like that for a young kid to be that innovative and he's he's successful and you know when kids see him they they know oh I'm about to get some I'm gonna get a chance to win some money or I'm going to uh be given something you know and they just need to get filmed and get the reaction of it. So it's pretty cool. And he just gives random subscribers <laughs> just access to him, which to me is insane. Insane. Out of all those people, especially kids nowadays, shit. It's kids is crazy. Kevin Samuels, of course, uh, talked to Russ about this guy a couple times. Um, one of my favorite new follows is uh, 
this this brother, he's got a very interesting perspective and it's about relationships, it's about women, but it's also about men and it's about making yourself better, being a better version of yourself and trying to figure out what it is that you offer. Um, and he's he's helped to, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was like an angry dude, the 20s, mid 30s, something like that. I was an angry guy, and in relationships, I was uh, the worst because I didn't understand. Um, I don't understand women now, but I definitely didn't understand women in my 20s and 30s. And um, I listened to a guy named Patrice O'Neill, and he helped me to get a better perspective on women. And from his, I don't want to say hatred of women, but from his... Um, strong feelings about women I learned to have an appreciation for them and then understand where they're coming from now don't get me wrong uh Kevin Samuels is on the he's on another uh end of that maybe not an end that's not the word he thinks of it differently than Patrice O'Neill did but Kevin Samuels approaches it in a um when I would listen to Patrice, I would listen to his radio show. He had a podcast, or I'm sorry, he had a, yeah, it was a podcast on Sirius XM that Opie and Anthony, these shock jocks they call them, but back in the day, but they had him on one time and he was talking about relationships. People started calling in and then Opie and Anthony got the idea, well, why don't we just make give him a segment and then have him People call into the show, and that's what happened. And then people would, men, mostly men would call in. Women would call in and complain. Men would call in and ask for advice. Hey, man, my girlfriend, she wants to have another baby. I don't know what to do. Hey, man, my girlfriend won't give me any, give me sex. What do I do? And he would give them advice. Kevin Samuels, he's planted, it's, it's a little bit different because he's an image consultant, and I think women glob on to that. And mostly now, the first three years of his YouTube channel, he got he didn't get that much traction. He got some. He got some followers, but he didn't get as much as, as he did in the past year. And I think he was up to maybe 100,000. And then within, since November, he had a viral video on Worldstar where he tells a woman she's average at best. And he's at 570,000 followers now on YouTube because of that. But also because he, you know, does live streams every every day. I got to get into the live stream game. That's the that's the real money right there, dog. But um, and he just holds court and women call in for advice or they call in to gripe. And, you know, we all know where that leads. Uh, entertainment. 100 percent entertainment. So. Yeah, he's been a good follow. Um, that is, oh, of course, Joe Rogan Experience. I, I I don't know why I haven't followed them yet. I always find, these are all follow, follow people, people I follow on Instagram, by the way. I always find out that I'm not following somebody when I stroll through the um, the reels. It's so weird. I stroll through the reels and I'm, I'm like, I don't. Why don't I follow this person? It's so 
strange. So um, I didn't realize I wasn't following Joe Rogan. But um, to be quite honest, I haven't really been listening on Spotify. Uh, when he was on YouTube, I would see it pop up every now and then. And I would listen then. I would watch the podcast, but I'm, you know, Spotify for some reason, I don't listen to it. Uh, I don't listen to, I mean, I listen to Spotify, I listen to Greg Fitzsimmons. Um, I listen to Neil Brennan's podcast, and I listen to when, although Neil's podcast, sometimes it gets a little bit, he does a podcast with this girl named Bianca. They get a little bit choppy from time to time, and it's hard to listen to. So I sometimes I have to fast forward. But do you find sometimes, like when you listen to podcasts, what's the part? Here's what I want to know. Because I listen to Bill Burr's podcast sometimes, but but I, sometimes I'll take a break from listening to people's podcasts. I find when Bill Burr is talking about football, or a sport I don't give a shit about, I fast forward through that. So what's the part? And I love Bill Burr. What's the part of this podcast that you fast forward through? Somebody might, some of y'all, I'm setting myself up. Some of y'all might be like, the whole thing, bitch. Get the music at the beginning, I, I listen to that. And you yapping, none of that. And then the music at the end. That's what <laughs> I don't care about that. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, those have been my follows for, yeah, maybe the past, I want to say the past two weeks. It's been a, it's been an interesting um, couple of weeks. We've had some interviews with people. <laughs> We've had some interviews with um, royalty is anybody surprised that the royal family? I mean, are are who's surprised at at the at the royal? I mean, royal family is race. Who? I mean, what does it take, white people? What does it take for you to see? It's like, and I get upset with white people because they don't see racism, but I don't see sexism. I'm not gonna lie. I don't see. Um, what women see as sexism, you know, I need to have it explained to me sometimes, which I don't like, but it's um, it's just not something that I have to deal with. So I get it. It bothers me that white people don't see racism, but I get it that you don't because you don't have to deal with it. It's not something, you know. That's why I'm kind of like, I wish y'all would adopt more black kids because then y'all would see the racism and then you would know, oh, this is, wow, you guys were, you guys were right about this. Yeah, we told you. We told your ass. I'm sorry, I just, I just didn't see it. Yeah, 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 now you see it, huh? Yeah, nigga, get, to the, get, to, get some lustrous silk, nigga. Lustrous silk is for black hair. Anyway, um, or stay soft, bro. I think that's, that's what I used when I was when I was younger. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in grocery store. I was doing a um had this idea for a for a montage of like 
when I was younger, I would get ready for church with my dad, and my mom would get my sister ready. And I just remember my sister having the most extreme hair experiences. So my mom would put this hot comb on the oven, a metal comb on the oven, just on the burner, heat it up, and then she'd have to, she would put it in my sister's hair, and then she'd have to run that hot comb through her hair. And my sister would just sit there and just play with a doll. Meanwhile, my dad, he's he's got a pick going through my afro, and he's he's got a spray stay soft fro shh, 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 on my hair, and he's got a pick through it, and I'm crying because the pick. If you've ever heard a pick go through nappy black hair, you know that sound. Come here, stop moving now. Boy, if you move again, and I just got to sit there and cry. Meanwhile, my sister, I can hear the 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 heat from the from the the, the hot comb hit her. And my sister just sitting there like <laughs> waiting to make breakfast. <laughs> waiting to make breakfast for ourselves. We had to make breakfast for ourselves when we were because <laughs> they, my parents would get us ready and they would go, all right, now y'all go again and fix breakfast. Fix yourselves some breakfast. You know, something you know, sweet, sugary, something like that. Cereal. Don't mess your clothes up neither. Tim, don't put your suit on. Don't put your suit jacket on till we get in the car. And I would sit out. <laughs> I would put the suit jacket on the side and then just have the shirt with the, with the pants on. And we would be sitting there at the, at the table eating breakfast (laughs) and uh my parents got ready and i know they was getting it in i know they was messing around before church that'd probably be a good time (laughs) this is i i thought about that the other day it's like man i wonder if my parents ever made it ever ever got it in while they were back there they i don't remember them wanting them being upset about us coming back there i guess because we were so you know Oh, maybe when they let us cut the TV on. Maybe when they let us cut the TV. Because when I, when I was growing up, TV, like cartoons would come on on Saturdays, right? You watch cartoons from early in the morning until about noon. And then my parents would take the TV. Usually my mom, because my dad was gone. Here's a TV schedule for Saturday. Saturday morning cartoons right peewee's playhouse um and also this was the 80s everything that was on tv had a cartoon so uh different strokes was on tv main actor was gary coleman gary coleman had a cartoon where he played like an angel or something maybe i'll find it one day do y'all remember this is a late, I uh, want to say maybe late early 80s, early 90s. Gary Coleman had all of these movies where he was a teenager and he was trying, 
he had a lot of white friends. And I always felt bad for him. And I was a kid. I always felt bad for him. And then he had like all of these different like TV movies, right? He had a movie where he was uh he would imagine a scenario and then he would he would just imagine uh he would daydream during like everyday situations and i can't remember the it was like dc something i can't remember the name of it but i remember he was like about to he would always get in trouble because he would daydream in the middle like imagine getting ready to drive somewhere and then you sit in the car and daydream about driving and then you're late because you you know you were just sitting there that's what that's what his character would do and then he had another one where he was he had too many electric plugs <laughs> plugged into like a wall or whatever and he would he almost like burned his house down like crazy stuff like that anyway um he had a cartoon where he played an angel um the fawns from happy days he had a cartoon alf the tv show he had a cartoon <laughs> he had a cartoon his name was gordon gordon send us in outer space because there ain't like one because there ain't no one like you and no mel mackie and ray that's the only way i know where alf is from mel mac is because of that theme song to his cartoon uh Gordon, Gordon, put us in stitches. There ain't no one like you in this place. Um, But everything had a cartoon. So, Saturday's cartoons, boom. Uh, uh, Noon, outside. Get out of the house. Get outside. Get away from my TV. I'm watching westerns. Out. Um, My dad would, if he was home, he would fall asleep. Just immediately. Just fall asleep. And my mom would, she would be doing something. She would always be doing something around the house. It was very traditional, right? Um, and then my dad would go somewhere. He would, he would either take me to play basketball at some very, very dangerous park, or he would go somewhere and bet on some shit. He would always he would go somewhere and bet on races. One time he took me there, you know, once or twice or whatever. He he would always take me, if inevitably take me to one of these places that he would go to. Um but you know, not often. You stay here. I'm about to I'm about to go. Can I go? No, nah, no, nah, you stay here with your mom. And I will stay back. And then uh in the e in the after in, at night, we would watch 6 p.m. Wonder Woman would come on. 6 p.m. Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. After Wonder Woman, 227. 227 was on. That's the first time that I saw Regina King. That's the first time most young um, Gen X black dudes, black people saw Regina King. That's where I remember her from. Um... And then, of course, she was in Poetic Justice where she was, you know, talking about sex and everything. And my mom was like, <gasps> that baby doesn't change. 
Just... Um, but yeah, that was Saturday. Okay, so that was Saturday. Now, Sunday, Sunday, w- mentally, it's get up, get ready for church, church all day. So, any cartoon that came on on Sunday, I was like, these are the best cartoons, right? Just because I couldn't see them. Just because. Right. I remember where um, Ren and Stimpy was on on Sundays, Ren and Stimpy. And I remember my mom, my mom worked three shifts. She worked at the VA hospital. She worked three shifts. She worked a regular uh, eight to four p.m., four thirty. Right. She worked a. 12 to 8 a.m. shift, right? I think she worked three. It may have been just those two. She worked the 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift. And my dad, I remember one weekend, my dad, we all went to go pick her up at 8 in the morning. And then we came back home. And we, my dad was like, I don't feel like going to church, y'all. And my my sister and I was like, word? <laughs> you ain't disappointing us, dog. <laughs> Shit. Man, I was watching Ren and Stimpy and all of that stuff. It wasn't that good. I'll be honest with you. The episode, the Ren and Stimpy was fine, but all the other stuff, it wasn't that good. All the rest of the other cartoons, Dark Waters, Google Dark Waters on cartoon. Google it. I'll put a thing in the in the uh, in the in the. <laughs> I'll put a link in the description of this show. I got to get better at saying doing that. My daughter says I say whatever too much. A seven-year-old is like, "Daddy, you're so vague. Can you get specific?" I'm like, "You can say that word." <laughs> uh, can you tell I'm drinking still? Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm trying to just traverse this whole new landscape. Um, my daughter's going back to school, work. Work is kind of, you know, it's it's doing what it does, which is kind of there's people that tr- that are trying to get us to come back to the office, and I'm okay with it, I guess. Um, but us going back now, us going back the way we do, it's not it's not bad. Just when we need to, there's no need for us to be in there all day. We get work done at home, and then you know we we take care of it. But I mean. It's really not that not that bad. I mean, it's just I'm looking for the other shoe to drop and people to go, all right, it's time for, um, you know, everybody to come back in. But the fact that a lot of people don't want to get vaccines, psh, shit is working out. 
I'm still working on it. My my job is supposed to be getting me a, a vaccine. They're still working on that. Um, my um, a couple of people in my office have already gotten it, and um, God, it must be nice. And the good vaccine too, not this Johnson and Johnson shit. You can take that bullshit if you want to. Seventy <laughs> percent, but it's only one shot. Yeah, I'm not gonna get sick for. <laughs> Same niggas that make baby powders gonna give me a vaccine? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not using the same niggas that have baby oil, nigga. I'm not using <laughs> for my vein. It might just be baby oil, man. I'm not shooting that in my veins, dog. Got your mind? Shit is crazy. I love the militant blacks that are like, man, you motherfucking white people, they they trying to get us to take the vaccine. Oh, oh, they ain't got, this is just a trial. This is just a bullshit, it's just to get us again, get us as the black race again, brother. Do you remember, do you remember t- the Tuskegee Airmen, brother? You don't remember that? The syphilis? You don't remember that? Hmm? It's like, yeah, that's why they taking it too, man. That's why white people are taking it too. So they can, (laughs) do they have the antidote? What's that movie where that dude had the antidote and he took it? Uh, Princess Bride. Remember that dude was on that mountain and he. (laughs) And then it's inconceivable. (laughs) What's that actor's name? That dude, that was the perfect role for that dude. Aren't they all? He was on a um episode of Bill Cosby and he was getting divorced. He was a friend of Bill Cosby's and he was getting a divorce. And I remember he was having like a midlife crisis and he had bought a Corvette and he bought a hairpiece and the hairpiece I mean it flew off. I mean what's the the what's the joke? Like but in the 80s of course that's, you know, he comes back in. He leaves and he drives in the Corvette. You hear the Corvette noise. And then he you hear the and then he comes back inside the Cosby house and Huxtable house. And his hair is gone. And that's the big laugh or whatever. But what's that actor's name? I gotta look that dude up. Um Inconceivable. Is that what you think white people are doing with the vaccine? You think they taking it but they got the antidote? The militants. When are we going to stop listening to the militants? When are we going to stop? It's that black guilt, man. It's that. Um, it's not the black guilt. Uh, Frankie and I talked about this before. It's the black um, ridicule. Really has an effect on us. When you really, if you listen to what people say about you, it's pretty strong what what you know people come up with you know i was i mean i stopped playing football because of it i stopped playing soccer because of it because i was the only black dude on the team in texas and everybody's like you're the only black dude on the team and um i was like yeah well not anymore and i quit man i could have been traveling the world right now man i could have been in um, 
Eric Eric um Eric Patrick, friend of the podcast, he's in Australia living it up. Cause they ain't got no mandates for masks. They ain't got no uh, restrictions. They just did what they were supposed to do at the beginning of this shit, and it's over for them. And look at us. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind. I don't mind being home now. Don't don't get me wrong. But shit, two masks now. I'm seeing people that work with two masks on. Like nigga, please, just kill me, dog. If if I gotta wear two masks, bruh. Go on, get it over with, man. You you won. You won, COVID. You got it. I'm not putting on two masks, man. <laughs> Shit is crazy. <clears throat> Have I rambled on enough? Yeah, 30, 36 minutes of just straight me talking about nothing. I think that's it. Um, I had a couple shows this week. I had, um, ooh, I had, oh boy, I had, I had a, a Zoom show on Thursday, and then I had a Zoom show. I had two shows Friday, a Zoom show, and then I had a real, like a live show in Leesburg on Friday, and I did, I did pretty good on all three shows. I did pretty good. Now this is kind of throwing me off because I always thought I I had to just go out and just be out and be into I have to go and be in the comedy. I have to be in this to really do it. And not necessarily the case. I had one joke that I was working on before COVID. It's finally come together. And I had one joke that I started working on after COVID that I that happened. And if I can just really work on my stuff, just like think about it. I had a 30-minute set a couple of weeks ago, and it was fine. I got heckled. You know what? I'll make that into a um I'll make that into a YouTube video, actually. Did a live show, got heckled. Um that's the title. Let me know if you want me to change it. But um, yeah. I just I, and now part of it for me was like not going and doing rough shows, cause 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 why, right? And you know, comics are com- comic ridicule is almost as bad as black ridicule. They. <laughs> they ridicule you. You, you mean you haven't done the, the fuck that? Why would I need to? We're comedians, dog. We've been beat up enough. Why do I need to do rough, rough shows? Now I need to do shows where there's a little bit of adversity, so I know how to handle them in the future. I learned that lesson. <laughs> I learned that lesson in Ocean City, but um, where I got booed. But other than that. Everything else, man, 16 years in the game, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not good. I'm just not, um, I don't know, I'm not, I had a, there was a comic on the Friday show, and they bombed hard. 
And what usually makes a bomb really bad is when everybody does well except you. You know, if if the person, if you bomb, if I bomb, I look to see, and I care, I look to see who else is after me to see if they bomb, right? Um, if I'm not doing mics or whatever, if I'm not running around town. But if I really bomb bad, you know, I'll check it out. But, I mean... And if other people don't bomb, then I'm like, ooh, it was me. Uh, and I can handle that. I'm okay with just being like, oh, I did that. I messed up. I messed that up. But, you know, back when I was just kind of starting out, you know, seven years in, up to seven years in, I was I was like, ooh, I hope I don't bomb. Ooh. <laughs> I just didn't want to. But now I'm like, okay, this is a lesson. And I have fun with the audience now. It's weird when they don't, when they like you. But that's the problem, how how they bomb. They didn't, they didn't like her. They didn't like her. And it had it become apparent very quickly into the set. They did not like her. And I think she's great. I think she's a great comic. I think that, you know, she does well. Um, she just didn't read them well, and they they saw it on her, and they didn't like what she did, just like me in Ocean City. The audience didn't like me. And, I mean, Ocean City was an extreme, like, you know, booing slash we don't like, we going to kill you, all, everything. Like, they weren't booing. They were saying stuff. I listened to the tape or I listened to the video of it. They were saying things like, like I know, like they knew me or something. Motherfucker, get your bitch ass up off the. Like, it wasn't just boo. Boo would have been nice. They were specific with they hate. They were, they were out. They wanted to fuck me up. So I was like, <laughs> yo, let me. <laughs> Let me get up out of here. You, yeah, yeah, nigga, get the fuck up out of here, man. Before we get you up out of here, bro. And uh, to the point where I was like, um, we ain't got to walk to the car right now. We can wait. <laughs> we can wait a little bit. It felt like there were more people when we walked outside when we were at this, <laughs> at this NA conference. It felt like there were more people. They didn't like us. Oh man, they hated my guts. But um, I made it to the car, made it home. Um, but they just didn't. They didn't like her. And um, I went on after that, and I did. I did fine. But yeah. So I don't know. I'm rethinking a lot. I'm rethinking a lot. Um, I know I need to stay consistent. I know you guys are, you know continuing to listen i appreciate you um send me a line let me know how you're doing i love you all talk to you next time